Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And good morning. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Adam Peacock in for Matty White, who's still sunning himself at his beach shack, mid-north coast. Beautiful view to the wide expanse of the Pacific Ocean. That's where Matty is right now. So I'm in here and looking forward to the next three hours as well. There's plenty to talk about, as always, as uh, everyone gets back to work and gets back into the swing of things. And the tennis draws closer with the Australian Open. The cricket goes on. Of course, there's rugby league stories going around. There's always rugby league stories, some big football news as well. On the show today, we're going to have a deep dive into the upcoming Australian Open with Australian tennis great and friend of the show, uh, Wally Masur. Um, looking forward to having a chat to Wally. Uh, Christy Doran, we'll talk about rugby union as well. And the, the bottom, get to the bottom of this, will Eddie Jones get his way into the Wallaby setup for this year's World Cup? It doesn't sound like it. Dave Rennie wants nothing to do with it, but might be taken out of Dave Rennie's hands if his bosses say that we'll have Eddie involved somehow. We'll get uh, Christy on the line. And, um, yeah, there's, there's not a thing that Christy Doran doesn't know about rugby union, so we'll get to the bottom of that story. And we'll talk a bit of A-League's uh, football as well with Tommy Aquilina. We've got our human of the day, and we want your input as well on any topic uh, we bring up, especially in the first 20 minutes, and get your take on the big news of the day, 0457 736 736. Or the call line 1300 01 1170. This is mornings. I'm Adam Peacock and look forward to your company over the next three hours. Was that a bit of Aerosmith and Run DMC? Yeah, I had a bit more time today. Hey. I realised what was happening today. So okay. I thought, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I've got to. Like not, it. not Sledgehammer again. Give me a little buzz. Yeah. Give me a little. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Mark. Thank yeah. you, mate. Thank you, mate. Hey, uh, let's get to the top stories of the day. And probably the, the big story from a, a football sense is uh, that the at Melbourne Victory have been sanctioned and sanctioned heavily after the uh, the well, riot, the pitch invasion on December 17 of the Melbourne Derby. Disgraceful scenes down there at Melbourne at Amy Park when 150 idiots stormed the pitch. James Johnson, Football Australia's CEO, was front and centre yesterday and delivered the sanctions. I just want to say uh, in general comments that the scenes at the Melbourne Derby were the worst witnessed in Australian football during the A-League era. We cannot let this happen again in our game. So we belong, we believe that a strong sanction, both financial and also sporting, is warranted and justified in these circumstances. These sanctions are reflective of our desire to remove this behaviour from the sport, and in particular those that act in such a way, and we want them out of our sport, as we've shown in our individual bans that have been issued. So that was uh, James Johnson laying down the law yesterday in front of the press in Sydney about the Melbourne Victory sanctions. So the sanctions are a $550,000 fine. Now that's broken up a few ways. There's $100,000 of that has been suspended. $50,000 will go to the costs of having to replay the game 
or continue the game. It's going to be picked up in the 22nd minute with Melbourne City leading 1-0. Why didn't they just cancel the game and give the three points to Melbourne City? Well, I think there was a legal factor in that and that the City fans were a little culpable on the evening as well. There were five flares thrown from their end onto the pitch. So if they just gave the game to City, well, Melbourne Victory fans, well, they don't have many legs... uh, they don't have their full two legs to stand on at the moment, but they could have justifiably said, well, hang on a minute, we weren't the only ones carrying on like clowns on that particular evening, which was the truth. So they're going to replay the game from the 22nd minute in April. $50,000 has to come out of Melbourne Victory's pocket to pay for that. There's a $150,000 front up fine, upfront fine for uh, Football Australia. There's a $100,000 fine, um, which goes towards the refurbishment of the damage caused at Amy Park. It was extensive. The LED screens went over, a number of seats. There was all kinds of damage to the fence as well, and the infrastructure there at Amy Park. And uh, another $100,000 fine, which has been ongoing, which has been the cost of playing the games with the sanctions that were in place in an on an interim basis, which basically locked out all Melbourne Victories fans as well. The 10-point deduction is a suspended uh, deduction. I reckon they're a bit lucky. I honestly believe that they should have got a, a three-point or a six-point um, deduction straight away. It would have only been the second time in Australian domestic football history that that's happened. That happened uh, to Preston back in 1992 after a riot in Melbourne when Preston played South Melbourne, uh, and there was a pitch invasion on that occasion, and there were horrible scenes. And in kind, incidents like that help set the scene, unfortunately, for the NSL and saying, you know, from the wider community that the NSL is just for um, clubs and and fans that don't want to behave. It's got this horrible kind of spectre of violence about it and this, that and the other, which... I know, on the top level, it looked like the case, but the NSL was the greatest breeding ground for players that we've seen in Australian football because we ended up with a team like the 2006 Socceroos who all came through the NSL. But the NSL had this perception that it was something that, you know, on the top level, it looked like it to the general sporting fan, but wasn't quite the case. Now, that's what Football Australia and the A-Leagues really want to avoid with the A-League, but unfortunately, perception is so hard to change, quick to get, so hard to get rid of that now they're back to square one in a sense with some of these fans. Now, victory will be hit hard by this. Uh, they have a great atmosphere at ground at, at their home games, probably the best in the league when things are humming there, 20,000 people all singing um, and getting behind their side. It's just that pocket of fans behind um, the ground that won't be allowed to sit there because of the 150 idiots who took the law into their own hands, literally and basically ruined it for everyone else. So it's going to be harsh going to Melbourne Victory Games and and hopefully not, but maybe other A-League games around the place, including a Sydney derby, will again feel like fans are walking into a conflict zone and it's going to be a a complete overreaction to the actions that were taken uh, stupidly by those fans on December 17. You might out there feel a different way, 0457 736 736, especially with the regard to the overreaction to the actions of those fans, but that's the case. It doesn't need, football games don't need 600, 700 cops to go along, but that's what it feels like when we're going to these games. But now it's out of the administrator's hands because New South Wales Police, Victoria Police, in particular Victoria Police, want to get involved with the running of these games 
and making sure that something like that doesn't happen. I can't see it happening again. The more likely scenario is for those idiot fans that they'll just find something else to do with their time, which will be to go to an MPL State League game involving Melbourne Victory's youth team through the winter and causing carnage there. So hopefully that doesn't um, happen. I don't think it'll ever happen again at an A-Leagues game. I don't think Melbourne Victory will allow it to happen. They've already disbanded their active supporter group, original style Melbourne. It'll come back in some form but it'll have to be done with proper consultation and communication with the club. So that's the case with those sanctions out of the worst thing I've ever seen at a football game in Australia, the worst carry-on I've ever seen, and hopefully it never happens again. But unfortunately for the the foreseeable future, uh, it certainly won't be allowed to happen again and there'll be different atmospheres at games, A-Leagues games in Melbourne. Anyway, uh, quickly before we move on to other sports, some uh, EFL Cup, which is the the League Cup, Carabao Cup, it is called with the sponsor's name. Newcastle United, sorry, I'm biased, 2-0 over Leicester. We're into the semifinals. We want to win a trophy because we haven't won one in, yeah, a long, long time, basically. So Newcastle through, they beat Leicester 2-0. And Manchester United, that pokey little club um, from Manchester, 3-0 over Charlton. So Manchester United through to the semifinals. Newcastle United through to the semifinals. Uh, the other quarterfinals will take place tomorrow involving Southampton hosting Manchester City and Nottingham Forest hosting Wolves. The Australian Open build-up continues. The tennis. And this young man, well, he's not so young anymore. He's turning 30 this year, but he's young in tennis terms because he's barely been able to get onto the court. Jason Kubler. Please keep an eye on Jason Kubler. He is so good to watch. He had a good win last night. This is a part of it and his reaction. Well, that is the essence of tennis excellence in the opening hour. Jason Kubler, take a bow. It was a tough one, you know, I've never played on this court before. So uh, at the beginning, I actually found it quite tough to see. So returning the serve was quite difficult. Um, But then as uh, the sun went down and we played under lights, it became a little bit easier. So um, I struggled a bit to to get really into his service games, but I was able to hold my service games. So, um, no, I'm pretty happy. He's very happy, uh, Jason Kubler. So he's he's now inside the top 100, and he is one to watch. Like we we I don't know, top line with uh, there's that line again. I've got to stop using that phrase. He used it about 15 times in the first 13 minutes. That's the end of that particular line. But uh, Jason Kubler injured for fun, six knee operations, 14 cents in the bank at one stage. Former world number one junior can play the game. Wins last night in Adelaide against Martin Echeverry, the uh, the Argentine, who we haven't heard much of, but he's a very talented player and he's going to win a stack of matches, especially on clay. So Kubler gets through. Keep an eye on Jason Kubler. Also keep an eye, of course, on Nick Kyrgios. 19 or 28 minutes, the tickets. Mm. Might have to get Dom sticking on that. They, to they, we'll get the exact stat, but the point is they sold out really quickly. His exhibition match for charity on Friday night against Novak Djokovic sold out in no time. That's the pool of Nick Kyrgios, and he knows it. He knows his own value right now, and that's why he can do what he wants. That's the way tennis works. 0457 736 736. Are you going to watch that match on Friday night against Novak Djokovic, the two best buds, all of a sudden, 12 months ago? They brought back together 18 months ago, hated each other's guts or along those lines. Kyrgios Djokovic. Sell out in no time for Friday night's exhibition match. Alex Demonor had a win over Dominic Team yesterday at Kuyong. Chris O'Connell and Storm Hunter, unfortunately, out of the Adelaide International. As mentioned, we'll talk to Wally Masseur 
a bit later on in the program to get an in-depth look at the tennis. NRL, we'll get some more news a bit later on. The Broncos, a bit of news about the Broncos. It continues with Selwyn Cobbo. And also the Dragons, who's going to replace their uh, hammer attacker. Incredible. Anyway, we'll get to that. Formula One, there's some news as well. Are they going to let in an 11th team? Well, Formula One, uh, other teams, the other 10 teams said, yeah, no worries. By the way, if you want to come in, you're going to have to pay a billion dollars entry fee. I've been to nightclubs like that. And cricket, there's plenty of cricket news as well. The strikers moved to third on the ladder on the uh, the Big Bash ladder with a 20-run win over the Melbourne Renegades. Joffre Archer is back playing cricket. And there's some news going around about the Mancad family who are split about the Mancad. You're with Mornings with Adam Peacock. Get involved, 0457 736 736 or the call line 1300 01 1170.